everyone, and welcome to this edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD. My name is Laura Yurido, and I'm so glad that you have joined us today. Uh, this show, Cause Collective Radio, highlights the great work done by many of Lincoln's nonprofits who are members of Cause Collective. And if you want to learn more about what is Cause Collective and how we help our members better serve the community, you can visit us online at our website at www.causecollectivelincoln.org. While you're there, we'd love to have you sign up for our free newsletter and read all about how our members are doing uh, great things in our community and how you can support them. Just click on Community Newsletter under the Community Outreach button. All right, that is the welcome to Cause Collective Radio. Let's get into the specifics, the good part of today's show. We are talking to Erica Kirkland from Linked to Literacy. Welcome, Erica. Hi, thank you for having us. Thank you for having me. Yes, absolutely. So um, we're talking literacy today, Erica. So let's uh, start with what is one of your favorite books or your genre of books? Because I am, if, if someone asked me that question, I would not be able to come up with a single book. I'd have to, you know, there would probably be like the top five. So I will give you that courtesy in return. Uh, do you have some favorite genres, <laughs> favorite authors? What do you want to share with some of your favorite books? <laughs> Um, okay, so I am much like you. I could not pin it down to one single genre. That would be impossible. Um, but when I think back to just books that have been impactful, uh, I was very fortunate to have um, a grandfather who gifted me the Little House on the Prairie books. And as funny as that sounds, like that just really did a lot for my imagination and delving farther into chapter books and just thinking about just landscape and like, uh, you know, trials and tribulations that people endure and like being able to grasp that at, at a young age was pretty impactful. Um, so that's definitely one. Um, I think about just some of the awesome teachers I had during my time within either LPS or UNL. Um, I didn't have a ton of fun reading it at the time, but uh, Shakespeare definitely was something that was impactful. Um, reading Beowulf. Um, I had a teacher at Lincoln High that really believed in pushing science fiction. And though it wasn't my favorite, I think it's an important genre for people to explore, mm -hmm. uh, particularly pe people of color, I would say. So, um, but now, gosh, I will read just about anything, you know, good suggestions uh, I'll take anything. I'm not a book club gal, but I will definitely read lists of like what, what others are reading and yeah, and jump into that. So, yeah. yeah. Well, um, I heard you mention Lincoln High. I am a Lincoln High grad as well. So, um, oh, have to see no links. Awesome. Awesome. <laughs> so am I. Just a wonderful place. Yes, wonderful. absolutely. I can certainly remember reading, um, in British lit at Lincoln High, reading uh, all kinds of Shakespeare out loud. And, um, uh -huh. and that was not, uh, uh, did not become an English major later in life, but uh, it was important at the time. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. So Erica, I know just a little uh, about linked to literacy, just enough to be mm -hmm. dangerous, but let's assume our listeners don't uh, know a whole lot about linked to literacy. So tell us a little bit about the organization. What are, what's your mission and what are some of your programs? Yeah. So linked to literacy is a newer nonprofit that is based in Lincoln. Um, our founders, Kim Fix and Kat Usi were two moms that were 
deeply affected by literacy in different ways, but felt passionately about getting books into the hands of the children, particularly books that are reflective of the children that are reading them and their mm -hmm. family. Mm -hmm. And so what we do as an organization is pair with other agencies within Lincoln and then talk to them about their specific needs and then acquire those books to put in the hands of underserved youths in our community. And some of the avenues we've used are the CLCs or after school programs sure. that are sometimes based in schools, but sometimes based at like a community center. Mm -hmm. um, we've also done some work with Rotary um, to work to get some books in the hands of some Ukrainian refugees. Mm -hmm. um, we had um, a pretty large scale event called Wordstock back in August where people were able to exchange or take books from uh, books that we had collected. So generally speaking, um, we work with underserved youths again within the community to get books to them. And we just really believe in the power of kids being able to pick out their own book. Mm -hmm. uh, they get so excited books that are reflective of their interests, mm -hmm. books that mm -hmm. have characters that look like them or their family members mm -hmm. also just a huge perk so yeah uh erica you mentioned clcs and for those folks who don't know what that abbreviation means can you explain um what those are and what partnerships you're working with on with those folks yeah absolutely clcs are community learning centers and as i mentioned some are based or connected directly with a school but some are not some are connected to a community center uh or both mm -hmm. uh so you have ones like Air Park Recreation Center or Calvert Recreation Center. But then um, I have a good friend whose husband runs a CLC at Color Middle School that mm -hmm. is housed in the school and has all kinds of groups and clubs and different things that students can be involved in after the school day has concluded, but is still housed within the school. Yeah. So what does, um, for example, at Color Middle School, what does um, Link to Literacy's kind of outreach with those students who are um, staying after or coming early? Mm -hmm. um, is it like an ongoing club or is it like a one-time come shop for books or, or all of the above? <laughs> Great question. So one of the things that we have coming up, which excellent segue, is a holiday book fair that uh, we'll be pairing with CLCs for in December. Um, and we tend to set up at a CLC and then have the students come in in a mm -hmm. book fair style and pick up books uh, for themselves or sometimes even for a sibling. I was speaking with one of our founders, Kim Fix, the other day, and she was talking about how in the last year, several kids, yes, they wanted to pick out a book for themselves, but also thought of a sibling that would enjoy some of the books that were laid out. And oh, so to be able to even, I know, right, to gift those two siblings is an important part of what we like to see so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. awesome so um you said that link to literacy is um a young nonprofit, and yeah. um you mentioned that you all got started um by a couple of moms who wanted to help improve literacy. Is there anything else you want to share with us about how link to literacy got started in Lincoln and um sure yeah um, so Kat and Kim worked together and acquired some books and were able to, so they had some contacts kind of in that realm. Mm -hmm. And then I think as things started to grow, as they quickly do, especially when you're doing great work, sure. uh, they were able to assemble a board of 
so far only women, but uh, women who are passionate about the cause of literacy, just from different corners of of the city. Um, there's people on our board who have other experience in nonprofit. Um, mm-hmm. I work with uh, kids at both Lincoln High. I coach cheerleading there, but also I work at UNL, and so kind of a cross section of of women and young women uh, there. And so, you know, when this board came together, I think we just found the right mix of people that were able to move the cause forward, um, whether that's contacting people they knew um, or just, you know, posting on social media. There's just so many different ways we've been able to spread the word. And people in Lincoln have really taken to it. I think they appreciate the simplicity of our mission because any... um, donations that we collect are used to fund the needs of uh, those community learning centers or other projects that we're working on. Um, It goes directly to fund those needs. And people, I think, like to feel like their money is going to something they can really support. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think the listeners who are listening to KZUM are listening to a community-run radio station and um, all of the folks who work for nonprofits that are members of Cause Collective are all folks who are looking to build up our community and and make this a stronger community for everyone. So love the the, um, community investment all around. You mentioned that Link to Literacy is partnering with a lot of other organizations like the community learning centers, like um, other kinds of organizations that are doing outreach. Um, Can you share who is eligible for your services? Like um, what, what's, how do you, you you mentioned you want to work with a lot of underserved um, young people, Um, but how do you, how do you all go about connecting with those audiences? Uh Another great question because we do have some new partnerships in the works. So we just did um, partner with teammates and some of that is still in formation. But what I can tell you is that any new teammate connections that are made, um, students will be provided uh, book bags and books. And uh, the goal there is to just um, kind of bridge those literacy gaps that sometimes Mm -hmm. students face. Mm Um, We were also granted a read grant and um, that grant will is what will fund those uh, book uh, those books and book bags and make sure that current teammates will also be able to receive um, books and um, that's awesome. Dolly Parton Imagination Library is something that is really cool that is new to us within the last few months. And how that works is that they look for zip codes in particular, where um, there is a high level of, of need and low income households. Mm-hmm. And so um, 68510 is already up and running, but we are always looking for more funding partners so that we can prioritize new zip codes. Okay, so what is, what, tell me more about this. This is interesting. What is the Dolly Parton Imagination Library? <laughs> So Dolly Parton is super passionate about learning and reading and uh, a very strong woman who believes in the power of books and literacy. And so um, one of the cool things that we were able to do during our Wordstock event, um, we had some representatives come from Dolly Parton Imagination Library and they had the very Dolly Parton-esque wigs. And so they were kind of a draw for people to chat with. But again, um, just looking to get books in the hands of um, particularly low-income households and also uh, 
Dolly Parton's Imagination Library feels passionately about making sure that they are providing books for racially diverse populations as well. So their beliefs and our beliefs definitely align because being inclusive is something that is very important to us. So That is awesome. Love that. Um, Erica, are there any common misconceptions about literacy in in Nebraska or in Lincoln? um, Yes. We want to... Yeah clear up today or correct uh, for any of our listeners out there or Absolutely. what are some of the challenges that y'all run into yeah so one of the things that I guess kind of blew me away in speaking again with one of our founders um, I think it's easy to feel like because we have such strong school systems in Lincoln uh, mm-hmm. LPS is wonderful but mm-hmm. I know that there are, are other systems within um, Lincoln mm-hmm. I think it's easy as Lincolnites to feel like literacy doesn't affect us. Every kid's doing fine. We're all doing great. Mm -hmm. And there was a study that was done in 2022, 67% of fourth graders were at or below proficiency level in the area of reading. I was really blown away by that. Mm -hmm. And uh, the fourth grade is kind of seen as a pivotal year because Mm -hmm. if they're below standard on reading, the likelihood of them ending up on welfare food stamps or in the prison system is incredibly high. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That is just staggering to me. And um, if you look within the prison system or do some more digging for statistics there, you find a, quite a number of individuals who are functionally illiterate. Mm-hmm. And that is absolutely concerning. And, you know, to some degree, avoidable. And so it's like, okay, what role can the community play in trying to help uh, push literacy for all its good, fun things as far as like imagination goes, um, choice, uh, highlighting interests, but also making sure that these kids are moving forward so that they are healthy, productive citizens um, from a young age on. Mm-hmm. I think that it, it, it ends up affecting all of us more than what we might think it does. Yeah, yeah. I um, used to be involved with some reading tutors and I sort of know about that cutoff of third or fourth grade where before Mm -hmm. that you are learning to read, but Mm -hmm. then after that you're reading to learn. And so if Mm -hmm. you are learning, if your reading proficiency isn't there, then you can't read to learn because your reading proficiency isn't on on point. So there's there's quite the cutoff there in elementary school and it um, sets you up for success for everything that comes after. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so what are some of the challenges that um, are that Link to Literacy is finding in, in your goals to bring books to underserved populations and, and to lift up literacy across our community? Um, I think that maybe a challenge that we face from time to time is just making to secure funding for as many mm-hmm. needs as there are. As I mentioned, December will be a big time coming up of... Uh, wanting to fund as many needs as possible. Another project that we work with is the foster care system and Mm -hmm. having backpacks um, with books for children that are in foster care because uh, we know that oftentimes uh, children in foster care are on the move, need Mm -hmm. to be able to have things with them that they can take with them easily, quickly, accessible. And so um, having backpacks that we can fill for children in the foster care system has been something that's been 
really important and it definitely has opened my eyes to uh, the needs that, that that population of children has as well. So yeah, I think uh, again, once people find out what Link to Literacy does, and both the simplicity and complexity of what we do, they mm. tend to want to invest. Um, but yeah, d- different times of the year, there's just so many needs and we want to be able to, to meet them all. You know, back to school is another big time where mm-hmm. um, highlighting literacy, but also just wanting to to uh, fund the needs and be involved in uh, making sure that kids are able to have books, choose books, uh, follow their interests becomes really important. Yeah. So let's um, help our listeners understand how they can connect to Link to Literacy if they if they want to learn more, if they are interested in volunteering, or uh, if sure. they want to connect with you. So let's do website, social media. How how can our awesome KZUM listeners find Link to Literacy? Yeah. So if you are looking for our website, uh, it is L I N K E D the number two literacy dot org. And you can hop on there and really do just some fun exploring. You can see pictures of the board, find out more about what we're all about. Um, But if you're interested in volunteering, one of the things that's great about Link to Literacy is that we are always open to adding uh, qualified members to our board. But Mm -hmm. also just if you would like to volunteer for a singular event, Mm -hmm. um, that's a great opportunity too. We, We definitely don't want to ask more people than they're able to give but we believe that able, everyone is able to give something. Sure. So there's an involvement form on our website and you're able to fill that out and submit it and it goes right to us. And then we're able to contact you and let you know how you can be involved or what we have coming up. As mm-hmm. far as social media goes, we are on Facebook. We are also on Instagram and we are working on being on TikTok. So yes, that we're we all. <laughs> <laughs> We are easy to find. We will also be having a happy hour, in quotes, uh, at Code Brewery on November 15th. And um, any new volunteers, um, once you fill out that involvement form, are able to come um, at 4.30 and kind of have some orientation and meet people on the board and find out um, what new things we'll be doing, funding. And it, it's just very a fun environment. Everybody that's on the board and the volunteers we have are just fun people to be around. And it's funny how many people gather and find out that they already knew each other or they knew of, they, they have someone in common that they're friends with. So sure. it's sure. A, a fun, easygoing group. So can you give me an example of what like a um, common volunteer commitment might look like and the reason I ask that is because I kind of have one in mind because you're talking about partnering with different schools and different organizations and and being present in different community learning centers I'm wondering if um, you need help transporting books around (laughs) like if we're going to meet people where they're at like we have to drive the books across town or or what have you so that might not be the most common volunteer opportunity that you have but so what 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 kinds of volunteer needs do you have yeah you you bring up a great one uh helping to transport books especially with these book fairs coming up is a very real need and you know for some that might be what they're most comfortable with uh once the books are there um when we've established the date and time that we're having said book fairs uh helping set those up um, becomes important um, because we do like to set them up kind of by age group and genre of, of literature uh, just because that it makes it easy for kids to navigate. Um, we also like to have people kind of helping us man those book fairs and helping guide kids 
honestly, that's one of the most rewarding parts is like being able to be there when the kids are actually selecting the books. Like mm-hmm. I, I thought, you know, okay, this sounds fun. This sounds neat. This would be a great organization to be a part of. But when I was able to be at my first book fair and actually like watch the process happen, it just, I mean, it, it just kind of checks all those boxes, okay, head, so heart, feeling yeah. apart. It, it's just, just all of it. So yeah, yeah those are important opportunities. Um, and then I think that we'll have some other large scale things. We plan to have word stock in the park again next year. Um, and that takes all kinds of volunteer efforts. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I know in 2024, we are looking forward to having a featured flavor at 402 Creamery. And so spreading yeah. the word about, about that is super helpful. Um, so again, there's just so many different ways to, to be involved and, and we want people to kind of fit in where they're comfortable. That's awesome. I am always willing to um, buy ice cream for a good cause. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. <laughs> Me too. <laughs> so um, the next thing I was going to ask you was what's on the horizon for linked literacy, but you just gave me a whole slew of awesome um, opportunities that are coming up. But let's um, give people that uh, happy hour at Code Brewery um, yeah. beer one more time, just so, so people remember. Yes, it'll be November 15th. And again, from about 4.30 to 6, we'll be there. Um, people that are, would be new volunteers would come a little early, like 4.15, uh, and just be able to be onboarded. Mm-hmm. Um, and then at Code Brewery, we'd be giving just some more feedback and updates on what we have coming, uh, what we're excited about, and um, just, again, kind of enjoying some fellowship. We're going to do a fun little little um not so much a project but just a fun little side thing where um we're going to do a gratitude pumpkin we're going to set those out and have people write on those just something that they're grateful for um so that's something to be thinking about um i think that'll be really fun um just to share because i think we're fortunate to be in a community that's so responsive to the needs of not only kids but just people that i i just i think that Again, you feel all all the warm fuzzies when you're able to be around linked to literacy folks and, and really feel like you're doing something within our community. That's awesome. So, uh, Erica, how do you fit into the mission at linked to literacy? Um, what do you think is, what have, what have you learned as a result of working with this organization? Or, or for you, you mentioned <laughs> fairs are a real um, bucket filler, but is what's one of your favorite parts of uh, working with linked to literacy? Um, one of my absolute favorite things um, that I've done recently is UNL hosts um, uh, nonprofits in residency oh, sure. um, once a month, and we've been a part of that. And we just have a table in the uni- in the student union, and um, we're able to speak to students walking by that might be interested in ways to volunteer or get involved. And Mm -hmm. um, a lot of times they are future teachers because we know that they have a soft spot for literacy and learning. And I just really have enjoyed connecting with um, college students who have interest in in our mission and what we're doing and align with it. Um, I think it's really easy at times to write off uh, students that are 18 to 22 and 23 years old, but they care a lot about the future 
of learning and literacy. And just so to see them get so excited about what we're trying to do as late to literacy has just been super fun. So That's amazing. That's amazing. Yeah. Lifting up the next generation of educators and volunteers and tutors and mentors and all yeah. <laughs> All right. So Erica, in the time we have left, I want to give you the chance to have the last word about linked literacy and what, what should our listeners be thinking about as they um, go forward on this fall Monday? Uh, what's, what's an important takeaway about literacy and in our community? I think uh, the biggest takeaway that I hope that uh, your listeners walk away with is that um, anybody can be passionate and supportive in moving literacy forward within our community, especially after hearing that some of our students struggle. Um, I think anybody, regardless of background or finances can be involved in moving literacy forward and helping students bridge those gaps. And I think sometimes it can feel overwhelming, but even if you're only one, you are one, Mm -hmm. one that cares about uh, what happens to students and strengthening our community and that's the biggest takeaway i would want for anyone to have because that's what i've walked away with so yeah well erica i'm so grateful for you for your time for your service with linked literacy um can you please give us that website one more time so our listeners yeah. know where to find linked to literacy <laughs> absolutely l-i-n-k-e-d the number two literacy l-i-t-e-r-a-c-y dot org and then we can also be found on Instagram and Facebook. Linktoliteracy.org. Thank you, Erica. We're so grateful to you. Yes, thank you so much for having me. We so appreciate it. All right, that is all the time we have today for this edition of Cause Collective Radio. And um, we are so grateful to all our KZUM listeners for joining us. And we'd love to have you join us next week for our next edition of Cause Collective Radio on KZUM 89.3 Lincoln and KZUM HD, Lincoln's Community Radio. For more information and to listen to a podcast of our show today, please visit www.causecollectivelincoln.org. And happy fall and thanks to all of our KZUM listeners. Thanks, Erica. Thank you.